Welcome to the Retirement Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Greg Gonzalez. My goal for the podcast is to help you live a better life in retirement by giving you the tools and information you need in a language that you can understand. I own a company in St. Louis, Missouri called St. Louis Retirement Advisors, where we help people 50 and older make smart choices and decisions when it comes to their retirement planning and all the challenges they're faced with. Now, what's so neat about what I do for a living is helping people get to that dream retirement where they're financially independent and they don't have the worries. They can kind of focus on living the good life. But everybody's retirement goals are different. Everybody comes from a different background, has a different family, different careers. But the one thing they all have in common is they all have goals. So what we do is we partner with our clients and together we build a retirement plan with the sole focus of accomplishing those goals that they laid out. Maybe it's upon retirement downsizing or moving to Florida. It could be moving closer to kids and grandkids. Whatever these goals are, some people like to help with their grandchildren's college education. That's a big goal, especially for a lot of teachers. And that's something that we created. One of the resources on our website is the Couple's Guide to a Dream Retirement, where you can complete that. If you're married with your spouse, if you're single, just complete it yourself. And that will kind of help you construct the retirement vision, the dreams that you have. And then you got to figure out how to build a plan to help you get to those and accomplish those goals that you might have. And some people have very specific goals. The more specific the goal is, the better. For a lot of people, they want to figure out, okay, how much do I need to live on or want to live on in retirement? So we try to break up your cost, your expenses in retirement into fixed costs, right? Like utility bills, those kinds of things, health insurance costs, and then discretionary, like traveling, leisure, money that you spend on hobbies, those kinds of things. So we break them up into fixed and discretionary expenses. And then we come up with, okay, where's our income going to come from? Maybe you're lucky enough to have a, a pension from work. Maybe it was an old employer. What about social security? A lot of people, excluding teachers, federal government workers, things like that, will have a social security income. Most people do. And then what about the income that we can draw out of our retirement accounts that we have saved and stockpiled for retirement. They're growing, they're invested prudently, so they're going to continue working for us. Things like a 401k, an IRA, Roth IRA, those kinds of retirement accounts that we can actually take a monthly withdrawal from as a source of income in retirement. But I've been getting a lot of questions lately about part-time income opportunities or passive income opportunities in retirement, what my thoughts are, And believe me, with the dozens and dozens of clients that we have, we have received a lot of feedback. So we have a lot of experience just from hearing other people's stories about successful passive income opportunities that are out there. Some of them have been a disaster, especially throughout COVID. As far as part-time jobs, just some things to think about and what might bring income to the table in retirement. So that's going to be the focus of our discussion today is what are my thoughts as far as part-time income opportunities in retirement, how does that affect social security, passive income opportunities like rental properties, things like that, Airbnb, and how do we fit these into somebody's retirement plan? So we'll talk about that on today's episode of the Retirement Made Easy podcast. 
But before we do, I want to remind listeners to check out our website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. That's retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. Under the resources tab, you can find all of our free resources we make available to listeners. You can listen to previous episodes right there on the website. You can also submit your listener questions at the bottom of the website, or it'll say, ask Greg a question. And the last thing that we offer to listeners is something we're offering exclusively in 2022, and that's a retirement assessment for all those people that are not yet ready to retire, getting a second opinion, an assessment on where they stand. Are they on track? Could they retire tomorrow if they wanted to? And what gaps are exposing themselves that you know we would recommend that you fill in before you retire? So that retirement assessment, like I said, there's no cost or obligation. And we're doing just two per month for the year 2022. We're already booked up for the month of February. If you're interested in this, you can sign up for the month of March. We'll be offering two more retirement assessments. And you can sign up by going to our website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. You'll see it's on the front page. And you can schedule your 20-minute phone consultation right there. I'm really enjoying completing those retirement assessments for listeners because it's a way for me to kind of help people on a more personalized level and people who want to dig a little deeper to see if, okay, am I on track? Could I retire tomorrow? Or do I still have a ways to go? And what opportunities are available to me now or between now and retirement? So uh, look forward to hearing from listeners that want that retirement assessment. So let's get into today's episode. I've gotten a lot of questions that I've kind of been holding off and stacking up, and they're all along the same lines of part-time income in retirement or passive income opportunities in retirement. I had a question from a listener asking me flat out, would you consider becoming an Uber driver in retirement as a source of retirement income? And for me, the answer is no, (laughs) because I've seen the videos of Uber drivers, and especially if you're working the overnight shifts and you have people that are under the influence of something getting in your car, I wouldn't put myself in that kind of danger. But maybe if you did it during the day, your vehicle had the proper insurance coverage because, you know, again, you're having a stranger get in your vehicle here. And that's what the question asks. Would you consider it for retirement income? The answer is no, I wouldn't just because of those risks that are apparent. And I like a very simple, relaxed life. And especially in retirement, that's not going to be something that I would gravitate towards. For someone else, maybe if you were an Uber driver during the day in a metropolitan area, business district, that might work really well. I would certainly want someone to be an Uber driver in a safe area, but here in St. Louis, it's very, very dangerous here, especially in the bad parts of St. Louis. So Uber driver is out for me personally. But let's kind of circle back big picture as far as retirement income. I had mentioned that we want to get a retirement budget. How much do you need or want to spend in retirement? Ideally, well, you have your fixed expenses and then you have your discretionary expenses. Fixed, it's pretty obvious, utilities, that kind of thing, health insurance, things that are every month in, month out are the same. Discretionary, that's traveling, that's leisure activities, all those kinds of things, right? Eating out. Now, ideally for someone, let's say they're fixed and their discretionary expenses were $5,000 a month. I'm here in the Midwest where the cost of living is fairly reasonable. 
I understand if you're on the East or West Coast or somewhere where the cost of living is a lot, lot higher, if you don't have your mortgage paid off in retirement, maybe $5,000 a month, that won't cut it. You need more income. In my hypothetical scenario, home is paid off, I'm debt-free, I can live comfortably on $5,000 a month. Let's hypothetically say your joint social security income after taxes, after Medicare, your net social security income is $2,000 per month. Well, five minus two is three. So that means $3,000 of income needs to come from somewhere. So in that scenario, hopefully one would have at least enough money in your retirement account portfolio. That's 401ks, Roth IRAs, IRAs, those kinds of things. Enough money in your retirement accounts to provide a $3,000 a month draw or income. Now, I understand there's some people out there that they don't want to start drawing on their retirement accounts that quick upon retirement. They would rather work part-time in some capacity. Or maybe they don't have enough saved in their retirement account, nest egg, that they feel they need to work. So in that scenario, we have to make sure that the retirement income that we make, let's say you're an Uber driver or you're working a consulting gig, right? Let's say you're developing websites for people, or maybe you're just working for a business part-time. So you've got some income coming in, but we also want to make sure that this income coming in is not going to reduce or impact your social security income. For those of you that are familiar with this rule, if you're receiving social security income prior to your full retirement age, there's a an earnings limit that you can make, right? And so it's $19,560 for the year 2022. What does this mean? This means if you're 62 years old and you're working and you're collecting social security, you can earn up to $19,560 in 2022 and it will not impact your social security benefit. It won't reduce your social security benefit. However, if you're collecting your social security benefit, and you've hit your full retirement age, you don't have to worry about any kind of earnings limit. You can make as much earned income as you want in retirement, and it won't reduce your social security benefit in any way, shape, or form. And again, this is earned income we're talking about, like 1099 or W-2 income, right? If you work at the country club in the golf, in the pro shop, that would be W-2 income. And that could potentially, if you make too much money, that could reduce your social security benefit if you were age 62 or 63 or something like that. So as far as earned income in retirement, make sure that you understand that rule. If you're claiming your social security benefit and collecting it under full retirement age, there is an earnings limit. Now, this does not apply to passive income, such as like maybe rental income that you have or something like that. And rental income, I've received a lot of questions from clients, from listeners of the podcast. And what people want to know is, should they get into the rental property space in retirement? It sounds like a great way to get some passive income in retirement and lock some money up in some real estate. And what I would say, I've had a lot of clients become really, really successful at it and others that have been complete just disasters. And so I've heard some horror stories especially with the whole rental forgiveness thing that we went through with COVID. Just to be flat out, I mean, I've had clients call up and say they've got duplexes and they haven't 
because of the rental forgiveness, they haven't received rent in eight, nine months. So rental properties, it all depends on your tenants. You want very, very good tenants. And by that, I mean, you want tenants that are going to pay on time. They're not going to drive you crazy and that are going to be respectful and not destroy your property. I unfortunately have some clients that have rental properties that had very, very bad tenants, and they find themselves in court for damages to the property, unpaid rent, that kind of thing, right? So if you're going to have rental properties, you're going to have to have a plan. Are you going to have a management plant company take care of that for you and figure out what their costs are? Personally, I don't want to deal with all the management and deal with all the tenants. I'm going to hire that off because that would just drive me crazy and I would just be too stressed out with, with something going wrong with the tenants, them not paying on time, them damaging something. That's something that personally, I don't have it in me for that. And the more I think about it, if I ever get into rental property, something like that, I would probably go on the commercial side where maybe I have a commercial property and I'm leasing out to a bunch of dentists or something like that. But in this real estate environment, it's a very challenging time to find rental properties in this environment. So you've got that working against you. I have other clients that have had good experiences doing like an Airbnb where they rent out their Lake of the Ozarks condo for the weekend or something like that. And they have people that are very respectful and just stay and don't trash their house or condo or any of that. So Airbnb is also another way people are getting some retirement income, maybe just with a week or a weekend or two. And there's other people that that would stress them out, having people in their condo and with the potential of damages and things like that. So you've got to kind of weigh those odds. I would talk to people who maybe they already have an Airbnb condo or a house that they're renting out and kind of have them share their experience with you before you jump in. I have other people that work part-time. I have a guy that has a zero-turn lawnmower, and he likes to mow grass, but he doesn't want to have to buy the truck and the trailer and transport the lawnmower around, so he doesn't do any trimming. He just does the neighbors in his retirement community. He mows all their lawns, right? So he's got a zero-turn, and just like mowing a golf course. And all the neighbors, I think there's five or six different neighbors that all pay him, and he enjoys mowing grass. He's retired, so he can kind of pick and choose when he wants to do it, depending on the weather. And best of all, he's mowing his own grass anyway, so he's just maintaining one lawnmower. And I think he makes around $500 a month doing that. I have another client who is obsessed with golf. He just loves to golf. If he could golf five days a week, he would. And so what he did is he got a part-time job. He was hanging around his local golf course. And they said, hey, there's a country club down the road where they're looking for somebody to work the pro shop, but they can't find anybody. So he says, well, I'll go over there. So he went over there and talked to the owner and they said, yeah, we're looking for someone to open up the pro shop really early and someone who really understands golf, knows how to, the golf carts work and all this kind of stuff. He said, I'm the perfect for it. So I forget what they're paying him per hour, but that gives him absolutely free golfing anytime he wants. He can, as long as he's not working during that time, and he can bring all of his buddies and everything. The guy gets to golf absolutely for free the entire year, plus they pay him an hourly rate, and he says he loves it. He just gets to chit-chat with the other golfers, and it's a wonderful experience, and it's doing something that he likes. I have another client that when he retires, he's going to be doing consulting 
for people that want their videos edited. He has a ton of experience and, and background in this. So he's going to do video editing from his own home. He's got all the software for it, and he makes wonderful productions, professional quality stuff, video editing. So he's going to do that part-time in retirement and kind of take on jobs here and there as retirement income, and it's something that he enjoys. I have another client that got a job. I don't know how she got this job, but she likes cleaning. That's her thing. She loves maintaining a clean house, but whenever they have bank foreclosures, her job is to go into a house, and she has a couple other people that she works with, but basically with these bank foreclosures, they need the houses all cleaned out, and she's got it in, in a contract. This is how long you have to clean it out, and this is how you dispose of it. They have dumpsters and all that kind of stuff, but it's in the agreement that as she's cleaning this stuff out, if there's anything she wants, if she wants to donate it to Goodwill or take it to a pawn shop or whatever it is, all the items are hers, and it, it's in the contract. Now, most of the time, there's a lot of junk that you're throwing away. You can imagine. I mean, she says there's bags and bags of just junk and a lot of things they donate, certainly. But she said there are some things that she'll get to keep and then she takes it to a pawn shop or puts it in an auction. And it's a really nice way to make some extra retirement income. And she's one of those people that just loves to clean. I would love to have her over at my house. So it's a really good fit for her and she really enjoys it. And she's not doing like 10 properties a week or anything like that. She may do one property every other week. It's just enough to keep her busy and they pay her really well too. So what I would recommend, and I recommend to all of our clients, if you're going to work part-time in retirement, find something you like, find something that fits you. Don't just take the first part-time job opportunity you find because it's easy. Find something and search. There's 11 million job opportunities across the country right now. For retirees looking for part-time income, this is perfect, especially if you're over 65 and you're on Medicare. You can tell them, hey, I don't need health insurance. I don't need those kind of benefits. These are the hours that I'm willing to work. Like the guy in the pro shop, like I mentioned, that he opens up the pro shop every morning. He's an early bird to begin with, and he absolutely loves golf. So it just works out perfect. Last time I met with that guy, he said, Greg, I can't believe they pay me to run this pro shop in the mornings like this. This is, this is the easiest, best job, and I love being here. I'll never quit this. And that might be an Uber driver. I know I mentioned that earlier in the podcast. Just for me personally, I really don't like driving in St. Louis. We have a lot of crime here, so just Uber is kind of out. That's not a risk I'm willing to take. But you may really like to drive. You may really like working with the public and transporting people around. And that might be awesome for you. Get to pick your own hours. There's, there are a lot of benefits with it. It's just with where I am in St. Louis, it's a whole different ball game and, and wouldn't work for me. I have a client who used to go in a bunch of fishing tournaments. And that was kind of his thing is, you know, fishing tournaments. He'd do that on the weekends. I mean, for 20, 30 years, he'd win some fishing tournaments. He'd come in last and others. But over the years, he got really, really good, became a professional fisherman. And what he does in retirement now is he's a fishing guide. So I think he charges like $300 for four hours or something like that. So that's a pretty good hourly rate. And guess what he loves to do? He loves to fish. So he can put you on fish and show you how to catch them and all that stuff. I think he takes trips out like Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, I think is when he takes his guests out. And there's, of course, busy 
times throughout the year when the weather's perfect and the, really the fish are biting. And he may, you know, he may have four or five different groups that he takes out per week during the busy times of year, so to speak. So if you think, okay, let's say he takes five groups out per week, $300 for a four hour. Well, that's $1,500 that week. That's pretty good. And he's one of those people. It seems like he's gotten busier and busier every year. And he said, Greg, I'm just loving what I'm doing and I'm not really doing it for the money anymore, but I just, I love to fish and I love helping people catch fish and making their day. And I think his wife like runs the Facebook page for his fishing guide service and she takes all the bookings and makes their lunches and all that kind of stuff. So it's really kept him very, very busy. And he, again, was only going out for four hour trips. So it's not like he's fishing all day with these groups of people. He said four hours that's enough. And we catch all the fish we want to catch. But you may be a type of person that's, you know, maybe you don't like fishing. Maybe you like guitars and you're really, really good at playing guitars. So maybe you do guitar lessons for people and you're semi-retired and you do, I don't know, $100 a session or something like that. So my best advice to you, if you're looking for part-time income, again, find something you like, find something that puts a smile on your face. And just think by earning this retirement income from part-time income, that means there's less money you need to withdraw from your retirement nest egg, your retirement accounts. And so the longer they're going to last and the bigger that retirement nest egg is going to be, the longer you wait to take income from those retirement accounts. I hope today's episode has been helpful. I hope this episode of the Retirement Made Easy podcast has been helpful. I'll see you next week. And remember, always dream big. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, please consult your attorney, tax advisor, or financial advisor prior to investing. This is a hypothetical example and is not representative of any specific investment. Your results may vary. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices mentioned are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. The SmartVestor program is a directory of investment professionals. Neither Dave Ramsey nor SmartVestor are affiliates of St. Louis Retirement Advisors or LPL financial. There is no guarantee that a diversified portfolio will enhance overall returns or outperform a non-diversified portfolio. Diversification does not protect against market risk. All investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, Memra FINRA, SIPC.